Welcome back, my friends. It is a glorious winter day here in Salt Lake City. I'm looking out at the Wasatch Mountains and we had uh, a just huge blanket of snow hit us a couple of days ago and still on the ground here in the valley and looking up at the mountains who that got a couple of feet of new snow. It is just white. It is brilliantly white everywhere <laughs> and the kids are loving it. We had a snow day a couple of days ago. So just a fun, fun time of year. Uh, about a week before Christmas is the time I'm recording this right now. And with that in mind, you know, this is the perfect time to be looking at uh, 2022. You know, as you're, if you're looking at your practice, you're reflecting on what's happened in 2021 and looking forward to the new year and what you're going to change, where you're setting goals on where you'd like to be. This is uh, what we're going to be talking about a little bit today. Um, as you know, our goal on the Marketing Secrets, the Dental Marketing Secrets podcast, is to provide actionable tips and tricks that you can take and apply immediately to your practice so that you can grow it, you can serve more patients, you can leave a greater impact. Um, and that's that's really what this is all about. Is, uh, if you're new to the show, welcome, welcome. Uh, and if you're an old timer like me, great. Welcome back. <laughs> My name is Mark Thackeray. Uh, as always, I'm so excited to be here with you and to share some of the things that I've been working on myself for my business uh, as well, along with my clients. This is uh, something that has had a profound effect or profound influence on my life. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about time management, um, but it's really more than that when you think about it. It's, it's more than simply time management. It's, I, I like to think of it more as life management. You know, it's, it's spending time on those things that will produce the greatest results or pr produce the greatest impact for you in, in your life. And we're going to talk specifically about how to do that for your practice from a marketing standpoint. But this same principle, principle applies to all aspects of your life. I've, I've started to use this in my personal life as well, and I've seen amazing results. You know, I'm, I'm not... Uh, necessarily spending more time, uh, but I'm being more intentional with my time. And so it's more effective in the long run with, with my kids specifically. So very cool. From a marketing standpoint, there's a lot of uh, cool implications, uh, significant uh, applications of this principle. And, and really when it comes down to it, this is the 80-20 principle, the Pareto principle that most of you have, uh, are probably familiar with. Um, really uncovered by uh, Vilfredo Pareto, an Italian economist, and has later, uh, more recently been uh, adopted to, you know, business and, and life and things like that. But uh, I just, I just read, I've read a couple of books on this, this principle, this 80-20 principle and how to apply it to marketing, how to apply it to, to life, like I mentioned before, um, just this whole idea of 80-20 thinking. And it's, it has had an enormous influence on me. And for the better, you know, I, I feel like I am working less and earning more because of that. And that's the title. <laughs> that's the subject of, of our talk today is, is how to work less and earn more in 2022. And it, it starts with this understanding what this principle is and how to apply it. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, the 80-20 principle is, if you break it down, it is essentially this idea of 80% of your outcomes are a result of 20% of the causes or 20% of the inputs. So you could say that, I mean, you could say it a couple of different ways, but 80% of your results come from 20% of your efforts. 
And I love what this author, his name is Richard Koch. He, he said it this way. He said, a few things are important. Most are not. You know, very simplified version, uh, but just helping you to understand that, yes, there are things that, that maybe matter, um, but they're not all essential. They're not all critical. They're not all important. Only a few things are. You know, and I think when it comes to marketing, we get, man, it can be really challenging at times to discern what is truly important and what is not, you know, what is essential and what is not, (laughs) Uh, you know, we marketers, we love to, we get excited about all the the shiny new object, the new uh, tools that you can use. It could be, you know, uh, messenger bots. You could do, uh, uh, you know, that that was a big one uh, over the last couple of years. There's AI uh, marketing and, and things like that. And, and all these things are great. You know, they have the potential to do good things, but are they essential for your practice? Probably not. You know, I mean, when it comes down to it, there's only 20% of those things that really are, you know, or roughly around that. It's not always an exact 20%, for example. It could be it could be 25% or 30%. The, the percentage isn't necessarily the matter, isn't, isn't what's what matters. It's it's this idea that only a few of your activities are truly producing the results that you're looking for. Okay. So what does that mean? Right? What does that mean for your practice? Uh, well, it means that all of, of all your marketing activities, only a select few of those are truly responsible for bringing in new patients or for retaining patients or whatever your goal might be from a marketing standpoint. So if you think of all the marketing activities that you could choose to engage in. As I mentioned, there are a ton. (laughs) I mean, you could be posting every day on social media. You could be creating videos for YouTube or doing uh, Facebook lives or, or going to a networking group or be part of the chamber of commerce. Uh, You could be emailing your patients regularly a couple of times a month. You could be running Google ads or, uh, you know, search, uh, paid search campaigns or display campaigns or search engine optimization or, you know, Facebook and Instagram advertising or direct mail or health fairs. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And, and that's, and that's the challenge, right? Because when it comes down to it, all of these activities have the potential to drive new patients to your practice. However, only a vital few will actually do so, you know? And and that's therein lies the gold, you know, is being able to identify which activities truly do move the needle for your practice. And once you start to recognize that, your whole world can change and become more simple. It can be less stressful. You'll discover newfound free time, you know, and you're going to see an increase in your results as a result, as a result. (laughs) Um, And okay. So, so what what I want you, let's talk about it this way. Uh, If you want to, and, and this all presupposes that you are already tracking your efforts in some way, shape, or form, right? If you're if you're looking at new patients, how are these new patients coming into my practice? Do you ask them? Uh, maybe you have mechanisms in place to ask that. If it's a web form that they're filling out, you have a box in there that's required to fill out. How did you hear about us? And maybe you list a couple of options or you leave it uh, just a blank input field that they can type in their own answer. Or maybe when they come in, you also ask that question. 
uh, to ensure that you're you're getting that answer right i mean you need you need that data this all uh, this this whole principle um hinges on the fact that you have that information available because if you don't then you're just going blind right so and ideally i would you know if it were me i would have multiple mechanisms in place to gather that information you know so you'd have a web form in place or if you're having someone come in you'd have you know someone at the first desk at the front desk ask them oh so great to have you in our practice we're so excited to meet you and and have you experience uh, what makes us so different here at Thackeray Dental? Um, and then have, you know, and then just ask them the question, how, do, how did you hear about us, by the way? And have a little notation, you know, in there, have a little space to make notes in their file. And and then I would also include that, have, have someone else, you know, have a hygienist or uh, an assistant or even the doctor himself, you know, ask them because it's, Sometimes it's great to get a confirmation. Sometimes they, they will, when asked point blank, they might just default to an answer that might not always be 100% accurate. <laughs> uh, or they might, you know, if they're asked again about it, they might elaborate on that. So they might say the first time, oh, I, you know, I found you on Google. And then if they get asked again within the next 20 minutes, sometimes they'll elaborate on that and say, well, you know, what happened is I saw, you know, I saw you on, on Facebook and then I, I typed your name into Google and, and found your website and was looking at your website and then I called. And so really it was, it stemmed from maybe an earlier activity than just an online search. So, but this, again, this is just an aside, but you want to be making sure that you have that data in place. And I know a lot of you guys are already doing that. I've talked with many of you about this and that's fantastic. You need that data to make good decisions. Good data informed makes informs uh, you, everything that you do for the future, for your future activities. Good data leads to good planning, good marketing. So again, let's. What? Why is this 80/20 uh, principle so important? Well, if you think about how you spend your time, and I know that in this day and age we are incredibly busy. We're really good about feeling our time. <laughs> it's it's like anytime there's free time. There's, it's just a vacuum that sucks something, some type of activity or effort right into it. You know, it's, it's hard to just have any of that downtime or leisure time. So when you're thinking about this principle, this, it's, it's helpful to, to look at um, those things that are most important, those most impactful, right? And we've talked about that before. But just uh, this, this is going to allow you to eliminate those, eliminate the, the effort and the time and the resources and the investment of pursuing activities that just aren't moving the needle, that just aren't producing those results. And as you dive into this, as you look at your data, you're going to see these patterns. You're going to see that, okay, there's roughly two to three or four activities that make up 80% of my uh, pay, new patients. Okay. And, and you're going to see, okay, there's, there's activities that I'm spending, you know, maybe half an hour, an hour sometimes, or a couple hours, you know, it could be half an hour a day. It could be a couple hours a week. It could be, you know, five to 10 hours a month. And there, I'm not really getting much out of that, you know, and that's, that's where the light bulb turns on. As you can say, based on your data, based on your research, this is not working, you know, so either you change that you change your approach on how you do it and try it again or you just eliminate that altogether again going back to that quote a few things are important most are not don't 
I don't want you to feel like you have to do all these things because that is a trap that I've fallen into many, many times, uh, many, many times. <laughs> you know, as a marketer, I see so many opportunities and I see these new avenues and these new mediums and I'm like, oh man, that's an opportunity to do this. And so I can get easily get hooked in, but it then it spreads yourself a little bit thin. And a lot of times it's just you're, you don't see much from it in the end and you've just wasted your time and you've lost momentum in other uh, activities. So that is what's, what's so neat about that is that you can start to pinch off those, those activities, those efforts that are not producing the results that you're looking for or that they're not producing an ROI that you're okay with. Okay. But then you can also, the flip side of that is to identify those activities that are in fact bringing in new patients and look to ramp those activities up. So, so that could mean you could increase your investment on those, or you could simply do those more often, uh, and and see better results because of it. Because you already you already know that those are working for you. Let's add a little bit more fuel to that fire, and you're going to increase the size and scope and the warmth of that fire, right? So, so that's what's so so neat. So let's say that you have you you go through your data and you're seeing that man. We have like 60% of our new patients are all from patient referrals. That's awesome. You know, and then that, what does that tell you? Okay, that tells you that you have a great relationship with, with your patients. They do a good job of spreading the word. Uh, but then it can also help you understand that, okay, what can I do to ramp that up? Maybe you're just providing a great experience and that's it. Or maybe you're sending them a thank you card and that's it. So what can you do to increase your... Uh, your output on that, or your, I guess you could say input on this, in this sense, what can you do to increase that effort? Can you maybe contact them more often? Maybe you can uh, hold a special event that's just for patients to remind them of uh, how, how great it is to be, uh, to work with them and that how much you appreciate their, them spreading the good word uh, about your practice. What other activities can you do to increase the number of referrals or increase your the number of contacts you have with existing patients in order to generate more referrals. Um, but what's cool about this this principle too is that it will also it's it, it can you can use this and apply it you know every step of the way. So in this what I mean by that is let's say you identify that you know roughly 60, 70, maybe 80% of your patients come from one activity like patient referrals. Then you can take and apply the 80/20 principle to that 80% or to that to that segment, right? So you're going to find that there are 20% of your patients or roughly around that, that number or that figure that are producing the vast majority of those patient referrals. And that is almost always the case. You know, sometimes it's even less than 20%. It's like 10 or 15% of the people in your practice that are actively referral. They're just referral monsters, you know? I mean, they go out and they share it with everyone and they're amazing, you know? So when you understand that, then you can... Uh, you can do things to solidify, to protect that relationship, to nurture it even more, right? So, but you have to, it's all, again, starts with the data and it starts with this approach of, or, or taking the time to understand where these uh, pivot points are, you know, where these, these levers are in your practice. Does that make sense? Okay. So I, I say that and I expect an answer, but <laughs> funny. But the same thing applies, you know, I mean, if you're running Google ads, for example, let's say you're running a, a search campaign and a pay-per-click campaign and 
you see that you know you're getting like 70% of your new patients off of this campaign. Fantastic. You know that's great. Definitely want to keep doing that, but you can break that down even further. You can look at that more closely and see that okay, of that 70%, you know, I'm seeing 20% are actually coming from this particular search, you know, search term or keyword or they're coming from this particular ad, you know, they're they're clicking on this ad, for example. And so that helps you understand what the, you know, and from a marketing standpoint, what the people are truly concerned about, you know, that they're willing to click on that and follow that up with, uh, you know, visiting your website or making a call. And all that data, it provides so much insight into your patients and how you can better serve them. So uh, again, you, you can use this principle in so many different ways. Uh, but those are just a couple, couple of examples. So, you know, when you're looking at your practice and you're reviewing what you did in 2020, uh, 2021 and possibly 2020 and 2019, use this principle to filter out those things that are truly important, those marketing efforts that truly matter to your practice. Okay. And then start to identify those efforts that maybe you've been doing and you've done, you've just done because that's what you've always done or because you feel like people tell you to, and that happens a lot. Oh, you should be doing this. You should be on, everyone's a marketing expert <laughs> and it's, it's great. Um, but you can also start listing out those activities that you no longer are going to do because it's simply not worth the time and effort. Okay. And your, and that's going to be a, a, a godsend to your practice, like to, to your team, right? I mean, we're getting so excited. A lot of us, um, we want to try these new things because we see the potential, right? We see what could happen uh, and how it could bring in new patients. But a lot of times it often does not. And it leads in, it leads to, ah, oh, man, some overwhelm. It leads to uh, some, maybe some disgruntled employees that feel like, man, all we do is try something new. <laughs> so this, this can galvanize your team and also uh, allow them to focus on things that maybe they're inherently better at, or just the things that are truly, truly matter. So that is, that is really the, that's it for today. You guys, it's not a very long episode, but the impact is, is very significant. And if you want more, more information, you can go get Richard Kosh's book, um, on Amazon. It's just the 80, look up 80, 20 principle, Richard Kosh, and that's K O C H. Um, and there's a couple of different books that you can read on this principle, but his, his was, is fantastic. If you want, I read, I listened to it on audible. So grab it on audible, or if you prefer the, the hard copy, go grab a copy on Amazon. Um, and yeah, go to town. I mean, it's, it is a tremendous principle and I love the fact that it can be applied in so many different ways. So use it too for your business. Absolutely. But also think about how you can do that in your personal life to make your relationships more impactful. I'll give one quick, uh, personal example on that. So I, I recognize that it wasn't necessarily how much time that I, I spent with some of, with one of my girls in particular and my oldest, and it was the type of time that I spent with her. And so it was just, I, I recognized that. And just the other day it popped back into my mind. I thought, you know, I've got, I'm, I'm free for lunch. I should just go, uh, unannounced, go to her school, pick her up. Let's go out to lunch. You know, we'll just go. You know, she loves Del Taco, right? So let's go to Del Taco. Um, and so we did, you know, I went and picked her up and she kind of looked at me funny, like, what are you doing here? <laughs> and, um, but anyway, I was like, oh, I just want to take you out to lunch. I thought I was free and I 
just had that idea and she, she, we loved it. You know, it's just so fun to, to spend time together like that. Um, and that's an easy way, right? It's just, and that's a, a very small effort. You know, I could try and, you know, spend 30 minutes with her every day after school. Um, but that's might not have the same impact because when she gets home from school, she doesn't really want to, doesn't really want to talk, you know, a lot of times, you know, teenager <laughs> doesn't really want to talk or divulge information about how the day was or school or anything like that. They just kind of want to veg out for a little bit. So this was one example of how, you know, the 80, 20 principle has helped me personally. Um, but it is a, a very, very cool and powerful principle. So I encourage you to check out the book. Um, but also just look at, look at your practice through this 80-20 lens and take some time to go through the data, have a, an office manager go through it with you and look at it together and start to identify those things that are most important for your practice. All right, you guys, that is it for today. Um, be safe, happy holidays, and we will talk to you soon. All right, take care.